You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans and Raptors fans. I hope. Um, welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into the streets of Toronto and Regina and Halifax and Mississauga and Rockford, Illinois, all the Jurassic Parks across the land. Um, welcome to this show that is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, I'm your host, Ryan Andrews of jaysonthecouch.com. Um, still kind of floating right now, like, just, just watching that, just watching, like, the rest try so hard to get it to game seven and to watch Clay Thompson and Steph Curry go out of their mind and still to have this Raptors team come back and take victory from so many people who wanted it to basically stick a Larry O'Brien trophy and a Bill Russell MVP trophy down the throat of Skip Bayless to get Jeremy Lin a ring. Like, just, it's, it's such an awesome feeling. And I, I have no doubt that the Blue Jays can deliver this feeling in the future. But for now, for now, this is just, again, just just something Canada has needed for so long. Like, I mean, you, you can't say this is as unifying as Toronto FC winning the MLS Cup because, I mean... Like, there, there's still factions in MLS. There's Montreal, there's Vancouver. It, it was Toronto's title, and it was a good title. But this, this was an entire country, like, just celebrating excellence, celebrating a, a team that, you know, was able to coalesce and, and defeat a dynasty. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm writing that. I'm uh I'm writing some black flies right now cuz again, this was um this is amazing. I I know we we are going to talk blue chase cuz this is why you're here. You're not here to talk to listen to be wax poetic about the Raptors, but just come on. You you have to allow that. I am Canadian. I I am a basketball fan. Heck, you want to know where the AC in Neo AC comes from? It's from Air Canada. It's Vince Carter's nickname. And when, you know, I was young and just getting on the internet for the first time, I was big into basketball along with baseball and the Blue Jays didn't really have anyone worth nicknaming at the time so I went with Air Canada in honor of Vince Carter and then shortened it after he left because I I wanted to maintain that level but yeah this is um this is huge 
So forgive me for taking the first four minutes of the podcast. I just kind of ride those feelings and enjoy them, so to speak. Not to say that the Blue Jays didn't provide some moments of joy today. We will talk about that in the second half. Um, What we do have to talk about in the first half is some transactions that took place. First of all, um, Elvis Luciano hit the DL, or IL, sorry. Um, He hit the IL with um, being a 19-year-old in the major leagues-itis, essentially. Um, A kid, but I figured this was the plan for the Blue Jays all along, just try and get by with Elvis as long as they can. And then once he hits his 90 days on the roster, you just move him to the DL. And then he's yours. You don't have to worry about Kansas City taking him back. And then you can put him in the minors in 2020 and have him build up his durability and his his pitch. Um, his ability to pitch, I guess. And yeah, like... This is exactly what was expected. So I I was seeing it for a while. Um, so it's no surprise that Elvis gets some IL time. Um, Justin Schaefer got called up in his place. He ended up pitching tonight, so we'll talk about him in a sec. But it was kind of upstaged by the Blue Jays acquiring another pitcher, which I know, right? I mean, they're, they're cycling through players. They've had 12 different players make starts for them this season. So, hey, what's another pitcher, right? Um, it's a guy with a little bit of fanfare. They acquired Nick Kingham from Pittsburgh for cash considerations. Um, you might have heard of Nick Kingham because last year he made his debut for Pittsburgh and took a perfect game into the seventh inning against St. Louis in his first ever major league game. After that, things got a little rough. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Kingham this year has pitched in 14 games for Pittsburgh. He has a 987 ERA and a 204 whip. So he still has a better ERA than Edwin Jackson. But yeah, um, he he really fell off the table after that opening start. He was good in spurts, but like this season, like he, he operated as a swingman and just that lack of stability seemed to really affect him as a pitcher. Um, he was used as a starter for a little bit. And it was not good. Uh, He's given up 27 runs in his last, um, yeah, his last 18 innings of work. So, again, not great. But, I mean, the Blue Jays are hardly in a position to care, really. And Kingham's got some pedigree. He he was a fourth-round pick in the 2010 draft out of Sierra Vista High School in Las Vegas. And again, the fact that he came up and was so, so dominant immediately, I think it did set the bar a little high for him and and maybe put some pressure on him that ultimately caused him to crumble with Pittsburgh because 
uh, again, he has a he has a decent pedigree coming through the system. Um, he never had an ERA above four thirty. Um, sorry, above four forty. He had a four thirty nine in twenty twelve in West Virginia. That's like a ball, but he never had a problem really going through the system. But he was always a starter. So when Pittsburgh made the decision to kind of shuffle him to the bullpen, I think it did play with him a little bit. I mean, Blue Jays fans are very familiar with this phenomenon. We've seen it with Joe Biagini. When you don't really know what your defined role is and you don't have it laid out in front of you, it can affect your mentality and affect how you approach batters. And... With Kingham, like the strikeouts were still there. He struck out 32 batters in 34 and two thirds innings this season, but having to kind of um, not really knowing whether to pull back on his arsenal or just go full out, you could see it kind of affect him a bit, and it resulted in a lot of hits and a lot of those hits going for extra bases and you know just just flat out causing runners to score. So I mean. <laughs> Going to the Blue Jays is probably not going to help that. But for the Blue Jays, is a very low-risk move. Getting Kingham on the 40-man roster. They moved Ryan Tapera to the 60-day DL, which, I mean, he had surgery. I highly doubt Ryan Tapera is coming back this season. So it makes sense to make this move. Um, I believe Kingham would be assigned to Buffalo, which, I mean, Buffalo needs all the starter help they can get. So... He'll help out there and hopefully kind of piece things together. The last time he was in he was in AAA last year, he had a 3.61 ERA. So hopefully he still has the ability to pitch there. And if he can rebuild himself a little bit, he's a guy with a pedigree that the Blue Jays can use in the future to see if maybe he fits into the long-term picture. If he can discover himself because like Kingham's always had like decent stuff to work with he has a a decent arsenal to throw at people he has I mean his stuff doesn't top out very well it tops out at 92 miles an hour but he has so many different things he can throw a change up he can throw a curveball he has a sinker he has a cutter so he has a lot of movement on his pitches so if he can go back to AAA and figure out what um, what he needs to do to reharness the stuff he has, it could be a very profitable profitable move for the Blue Jays. And if not, whatever, you paid the same for him that you did for Edwin Jackson, which was probably like a can of Coke. So, you know, it's it's not a terrible move. Um, so yeah, don't know when we'll see Kingham with Toronto. Might be a little bit. But we will talk about how the Blue Jays performed earlier tonight during the whole celebration thing uh, right after this. But first, just a reminder that this program is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. So don't hate like your friend's trip. It doesn't matter that Malcolm got to go to Jurassic Park and party on outside the building with all the Raptors fans and jumped on top of a police car and bashed the windshield in and then got arrested, but still has that on his resume. Don't, don't hate like Malcolm's trip. 
book your own with Hotels.com because it's super easy and you get rewarded basically everywhere you go. So Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. So, yeah, the Raptors weren't the only Toronto team that had a good night. Um, the Blue Jays rocked the Orioles 12-3 to officially win that series and cement the fact that they are better than Baltimore, which makes them the, what, 28th best team in the league. Close enough. Um, it was a good night for Marcus Stroman. He finally got some offensive support with that seven-run six-inning. But Stroman did well enough to earn the win on his own anyway. Six innings, gave up the one earned run, uh, allowed seven hits, struck out five. So very Stroman-esque performance tonight, which was good to see. But again, finally getting some help. And the biggest thing about the offensive explosion tonight for the Blue Jays is that it came at the back end of the lineup, which we've talked about on this podcast so many times. It seems like the bottom third, bottom bottom half of that lineup seems like a wasteland for the Blue Jays, where like you're not expecting any kind of offense from this team. And tonight they just they went off. Um, seven, eight, nine hitters, Kevin Biggio. Obviously the star. Two home runs tonight um, for uh, for the son of Craig. Um, went two for four. Three runs scored. Um, it was great. Freddie Galvis, who has fallen off so hard since like that hot start to the season. Uh, went one for three. Two runs scored. Two walks for Freddie. Two RBIs. Huge. Um, and then Danny Jansen. Danny finally waking up. Three for five night three runs scored, two RBIs. Like, it's just huge when you have that ability to cycle through the lineup and have everyone be a threat. They sent everyone up during that sixth inning when they scored seven runs. And, like, it it was just a continuous moving the chains. Every Blue Jay got a hit. Everyone contributed in some way. There was no hole in the lineup. Now, Randall Gritchick didn't play tonight. I don't know what that says about him. But... The young Blue Jays were on display, and they acquitted themselves very well. Vlad Jr. had a three-for-four night with two RBIs. Lourdes Gurriel went yard. He had a three-for-five night. His batting average is now up to 280. The Blue Jays might have a 300 hitter on this roster. Can only dream. But, yeah, even even Rowdy and Tlaw and Teoscar, they each got hits. So it's, it's just nice to see sustained production throughout the lineup and, and to be able to take advantage of a team that does not have its act together in any way, shape or form. And to be able to get a victory like that, a nice, easy victory where you don't even have to think about it. Like this would have been Elvis land if Elvis wasn't on the IL. Instead, Justin Schaefer got two innings and he did well. Like, like you knew when he was called up, like 
Schaefer was going to be the guy who was called upon to basically eat some innings. And he did. He pitched two innings, um, got hit for one run, but he struck out four, which is pretty good for him. And then even Thomas Pannone got in a, th- in a frame that was scoreless. So, you know, just, just a feel-good night all around for Toronto, especially considering now they have to head to Houston, and that's just not... I, I don't see that being a good time for this team. So just bask in the glory while you can, Blue Jays fans, because it's going to be a very rough weekend. Um, but we will do our best to help you get into that weekend with uh, Blue Jays Fan Friday tomorrow. Just a reminder, if you want to get involved, if you have comments, questions, want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, feel free to hit me up at that online handle, which is NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18 on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at LockedOnJays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, You can subscribe to it on a variety of apps. I recommend Himalaya because it's free and easy to use and has a bunch of curated apps so you don't have to go diving through the junk podcasts and you know, you get stuff that's tailored directly to your taste. So give that a shot. Um, you can also follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, however you do it. We don't discriminate here, but we suggest Himalaya. Um, and yeah, just again, going to bask in it for a bit. Just enjoy um, this, this feeling of... <laughs> unearned accomplishment, I guess. I know I didn't do anything to directly contribute to the Raptors winning, but I said a lot of things on Twitter and again, been following this franchise for almost 20 years. I'm not an original. I'm sorry. Baseball came first. I, I followed the Raptors after that, but yeah, just, just waiting and waiting and finally being rewarded. It's a mantra that Blue Jays fans can take to heart in this time of rebuilding. So, um, again, hope you contribute to the Fan Friday episode um, later today, I guess, because, again, I waited until after the Raptors game. But no more Raptors games, so hopefully back to your regularly scheduled daytime episodes of the podcast but um for everyone here at the locked on podcast network and everyone at g's from the couch.com um i am still ryan andrews i'm a fan of a champion and uh you know y'all take care enjoy this